0: Welcome to another episode of the Brains, Boobs and Beer podcast. I'm your host Heather, and on this episode, I am very excited for you all to hear from this guest. Um strap yourselves in because he's fantastic and we'll have all kinds of fun stuff to share. So, Jeffrey, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Are you ready?
1: I I'm not strapped in with my dildo, but I am ready. <laughs>
0: All right, well, there you go, listeners. We're off and running. <laughs> so, Jeffrey, um, I don't even know where to segue from that.
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean you've, you've worked with me, so you know.
0: I have, so it barely phases me. Don't know how the listeners will. Uh, but thank you for being here. I'm so happy to catch up with you, and as always, uh, laugh with you. So, Um, as this is a STEM focus and we met in STEM life, I guess I'll say, um, gosh, quite a few years ago now. I don't even know because I
1: don't feel older. I think it was, I think it's been about seven to 10 years.
0: Yeah. I don't want to think about how many years that is. That's crazy. But I feel like we're both, um, Getting well, it. We look village.
1: fabulous for our age. For um, sure. At least looking at what we were on. <laughs> past, you know, high school reunion people. I, I mean, I feel like I'm doing good. Yeah. Um,
0: did you go to high school reunions? I did not go.
1: I did not go. We had, I'm from a very small town, like a farming town, where they literally coupled 10 years worth of reunions so I mean I don't know Mm. the exact number you know but it was like 1993 to 2003 graduates and they have their own reception reunion and then it happened last year which they had to cancel um Mm. they also had like a cruise and I was like I don't really want to personally go on a cruise I mean I get seasick but Mm. I don't want to cruise with you people um (laughs) love you all but um yeah i i grew up in a very small farming town um in middle georgia i mean i can see them all on facebook if i need to so i right. i don't i don't know maybe reunion no one comments on my photos even though i see tons of views and on videos and whatever and i'm like okay stalkers um <laughs> you're using my products and you're stalking me on facebook but
0: (laughs) yeah no i the ones i want to talk to i do the or i should say the ones i would like normally talk to anyway i do through those various channels um any others it's like yeah whatever and then i've noticed too in the last i also grew up in a smallish town um, in the Midwest and I've noticed that over the past couple of years, um, politics has really come into play in terms of a lot of removal from my Facebook right. from those days. So,
1: <laughs> you know, what's crazy is even though I grew up in like the deep South, which, you know, you're from the Midwest, I don't, I mean, I would assume we have very similar backgrounds. Um. I actually experienced more racism in California when I lived there for seventeen years, as opposed to the eighteen years in Georgia. Um I mean I dated a black guy for seven years, he died, but we, we would go out to the mall and black, white, Asian people would be very negative towards us, um, in California at least. And it was kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. um but at least in my town maybe because every it was so small everyone knew each other they weren't going mm-hmm. to put up with it I, mm-hmm. I don't know Interesting. But, I mean I did encounter a few like white supremacists I guess we'll call them these days um I mean they didn't have like a dress made of The Confederate flag or something, but we might as well. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. My, you know, my upbringing, you know, was very high into science. I went to chem too. I didn't take physics. Probably should have. Explains why I failed physics my first year in college. (laughs) Um, But I love chemistry, and I don't know. Everyone was very tight knit and. There weren't really any problems growing up. I mean, maybe there were drug things that I didn't know about, but my mom wouldn't let me out of the house and my best friend was a lesbian. So who knows?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, growing up in small town Midwest, I would, um, I do know there was racism, but yeah, I don't, I wasn't, I was very sheltered, I guess I will say relative to um, being in California.
1: I think that's what's kind of sprung my experience in the industry in that a lot of my friends were African-American women. Um, I was a little bit teased, but not too much because I was kind of feisty. Um, But I hung out with a lot of, um, excuse me if I say this, like going forward, like black girls. And, um, you know, they were some of my best friends, but I got to learn, you know, different hair techniques and weeds mm-hmm. and skincare routines. And it wasn't like what I was using. You know, I, w- I had mm-hmm. acne. Um, it's kind of why I got in the industry. I took Accutane. Um, which I think now pretty much there's like laws that it's like, it causes you to shit yourself and IBS and you have bumps mm. on your skin. I mean, there's tons of things and I'm like, well, thank God none of that happened to me. But, um, that kind of got me spurred in the industry, um, in personal care and cosmetics was just you know my acne problems and I wanted to cure that and um on top of that the African American community like hair care skin care products which is still a very highly underserved mm-hmm. region um I think in in sales personally but
2: mhm mhm
1: I don't know, I've never had any problems with racism, but I don't I don't think anyone would have the balls to say something racist to me or say the n-word or something because all of my friends, well, not all, but most of them were African American. Politics aside, we'll continue on.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so your interest um in this this industry, the personal care, cosmetics, beauty industry was kind of spurred from your needs and the needs of those around you. So where did you start in the industry to where are you today?
1: I think I started when I was 16 and I left to go live in England because I had horrible cystic acne and nothing was working um and no one was helping me i started like doing weird stuff like putting vinegar on my skin um popping doing mm. research on how to cure cystic acne and honestly the best thing is a warm compress but um you know i i graduated college at USD University of San Diego And I was working for a pharmaceutical company during that time as an intern, and obviously I graduated and I needed a job, and I took this random quality job at McKenna Labs, Um, and I was hired, like, on the spot that day, which was weird because my first job, and then second, honestly, I had no idea that there was the involvement with cosmetics um, products. Like, I had no idea there was, like, quality team. Like, as I worked for them, I didn't realize there were so many raw materials um, Mm. to the Today, I'm I'm a little overwhelmed, but that's pretty much where I started. I started doing quality and testing raw materials, and I worked for a brilliant um, Indian-American engineer, and he was kind of like a teacher, and he was like, if you don't know what this material is, you need to learn it, and he would quiz me every day, Mm. um, and he would teach me things in chemistry and I would teach him English. That's what I... I mean, that was an underspoken agreement. Um, So I feel bad for him because he's probably learned gay boy English. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But he he did teach me a lot. And I've always been the type of person who really values, like, mentorship. But I I learned a lot at McKenna and my first job and the cosmetics industry there.
0: That's awesome. And then after... After that, how did you how did you get to where we met? Or was that the next step?
1: There were a bit of troubles, I'll just say, um, at McKenna. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had my own personal troubles. I had a boyfriend I dated who, I mean, quite frankly, just wanted to use me for sex. So I decided to leave San Diego and I took a job with a blood cancer therapeutic company. Okay. Um, and I worked in Orange County. I lived out of a hotel for six months. My parents came to visit. Um, I think they thought it was a little crazy. Um I took the job because I thought it was interesting. It was using people's own blood. I think the technology to this day is actually top of the line. So um I learned something, but I moved to like the midnight shift. And even though I'm wide awake at like 2 a.m., it was horrible. And at the time, I had applied to Johnson & Johnson Neutrogena. And then a month later, I got an interview and, you know, job at Neutrogena working normal hours versus (laughs) a company in the middle of the night till 6 a.m. Um, I went on interview and I joined Neutrogena.
0: Got it. And then how long were you
1: at Neutrogena? Don't remember. Honestly, I think I was there three years. I was okay. hired. I know you were there before me and a bunch of other people
2: mm-hmm.
1: in R and D were as well. And I was kind of the newbie. Um but I think it was well understood that they were moving facilities. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't know this at the time. Mm-hmm. No one told me. Um, so I lasted up until the point, I, I think three years until they finally, I mean, I moved into kind of your division, even though mm-hmm. we know I'm, I'm more R and D and engineering Um which God bless them. I don't know why they thought I was equivalent to you in any way, but (laughs) um, (laughs) um, but yeah, I lasted, I think I lasted a little over three years.
0: Okay. And then after, after that, after that, you were doing more formulation, right? At the next location.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tried to help with process engineering, but Pretty much I was reformulating problematic mm. products that your team and other people in engineering flagged um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for manufacturing mm-hmm. um,
0: and then you are currently what are you doing now
1: so currently i'm I'm my own business yes. So Um, I run my own business, LLC. No one taught me anything um, (laughs) on that aspect. Um, I'm sure my taxes will be not great. Um, But I've gone through the entire pandemic as my own business, and I'm still alive. So I I feel like I'm doing something right. Um, Awesome. I mainly do formulations. For different companies same thing I've been doing like for Neutrogena and, and other companies but I also give some invi- like advisement on regulatory concerns with like the EU or China some days I literally come up with the entire marketing scheme for a company and it makes me laugh um <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm pretty much creating new products every day and trying to market and sell them to different brands.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Congratulations, Mr. Entrepreneur. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I just, I think it's so impressive when people just strike out on their own. Um, And I know you always had uh, like a ton of great ideas going like at the same time, so I'm excited to see, like, where this goes, you know, what well, all you get out there.
1: I mean, we even shared a common, what What I would say is a mentor, even though we weren't working at the same company,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very big on learning and learning from your mentor and having that mentor relationship and giving back. You know, when I first started, I... Sometimes I, you know, I worked for Neutrogena and I worked under Laura and some days she would tell, like, she was so brutally honest and she was like, this is shit. Um, she didn't quite say that, but that's what she implied. Um,
0: I was going to say, I can't really picture yeah. her saying that. But that's, just You know, to... that's
1: what she, that was her facial expression. Um, she was very mm. disappointed that I made this chemistry decision. And... I think it's important that people give back and help others learn. And mm-hmm. I think that's guided me in the right direction to where I am today. It's just unfortunate that I'm kind of doing this own thing kind of by myself. Even though today I did hire my first person to work under me. So congrats to me. Yay. Um congrats. But I, I think it is very important to learn from others and be in a team environment and, you know, go along that little pathway.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and now you will have a team.
1: Well, yeah. Besides, I mean, I just you? Yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know if your cat counts.
1: Does the cat
0: <laughs> help in any way, shape, or form?
1: He gives me love and he gives me dirty looks.
0: Uh, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well I'm I just think it's amazing that what you're doing and that you're off and running and now hiring someone. So that's fantastic. Um between so you've worked at I would say large companies, mid sized companies, and now you're you're your own company. Can you share like compare contrast between those? Like what were pros of the big company? Um, but what's pro of Being your own boss, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know, working for like Neutrogena, um, there was stability. I didn't have to worry about taxes um, and paying them. Um, (laughs) There, you know, I didn't have to worry about my health insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of stability with working for a company. You know, some people aren't cut out to do all of these things. And while it might seem very easy, um, it, it is actually quite a lot of work because you're doing it yourself. I mean, if you have a personal assistant or something, that's great. But I mean, most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, salaries tend to be higher with larger organizations, yeah. which is great also. One big difference I've noticed is I've worked for large contract manufacturers, and I've worked mm-hmm. for large brands. And mm-hmm. brands tend to pay more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, honestly, I'm not quite sure why. I think in contract manufacturing, people work harder and mm-hmm. have more knowledge. I'm not. That's a generalization, so I'm not saying that applies mm-hmm. to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when I worked for a contract manufacturer, I, I like wanted to work. I was like working at like 11 p.m. Uh, I know you're sometimes, personally, Heather, you're working at like 1 a.m. or I think you're like the only person I know who does this, but um, you know, I think there's, there's a slight relaxation working for a brand and higher pay and working for a contract manufacturer. It, you don't get the pay, but you get the work and knowledge, and so mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's a big difference in people who want to learn versus who just want a paycheck. I might mm-hmm. piss a few people off, but I don't really care.
0: Hey, this is your opinion. Right. So,
1: um, but you know, I've worked for small, medium, large companies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would say medium companies I would prefer to work for going forward if that ever happened mm. um large there's so much politics so right. much mm-hmm. I mean you might
2: there's so many people
1: <laughs> you might say the wrong thing you might look a certain way you might send the wrong email which I have quite a few times and I've had bosses defend me but there's just so much politics and large companies you like I know personally I mean I can say this freely I invented some really cool products while I was at Neutrogena and I decided to show them to marketing and my bosses were extremely pissed off that I just bypassed them and went to marketing uh in my opinion I had something new and I had something innovative and I thought it was a team environment. Mm. Um, But it clearly was not that way. Medium sized companies, you know, you're kind of in that balance of corporate versus non. um, Each people have kind of a larger responsibility, but you're kind of very balanced. So medium sized organizations personally for me, are the best, the small Mm -hmm. companies, that's where you learn the most and you grow because you Mm -hmm. have so much responsibilities. Like you might be a process engineer and you might be regulatory and you might be the R&D chemist. Mm
2: -hmm. Where
1: else are you going to learn those skills? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not many other places, but it is a high stress situation. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't knock any of the three situations that I worked for. I think I learned a lot from all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but each one has a different, you know, balance. And I think it depends on where you are in your career and what you want to do with it. Um, but I think everyone who's working for a company should at least experience a small, mid and large company
0: mm-hmm. no I think that's great advice for the listeners um if you have that opportunity to explore small medium large you should and I I mean I've been at smaller and larger um and now I'm at a small brand within a larger so and I think you had some interesting points I hadn't really thought about it before but when um when I was in contract manufacturing versus brand you're right there's a lot more it was also smaller so you have multiple hats of what you you do what your job is and you're right it is pretty scrappy I guess I'll say like you have to get stuff done I think that's also a a point of whether you have manufacturing I think you're
1: a little different than most people who have worked for a large company or a brand for a large company in that you're one of the few people that I know actively works extremely hard. And <laughs> Thank you. you are, I mean, sometimes I, I see on like Instagram and Facebook or something and you're like at work at 2am. And I'm like, why is this? Why is she working? Um, I mean, I understand manufacturing schedules and that's what you're mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Attuned to, but I think you're a little bit of an outlier. Uh, like I will point <laughs> that out. I I think you know science wise, you're population outlier.
0: <laughs> I'm well. Thank you. I take that as a compliment.
1: <laughs> as you should.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! But I think maybe that stems from also my origin in the industry was for, you know, relatively smaller contract manufacturing. Um, So maybe that was just instilled.
1: I mean, I even learned a lot from you. I read some of your articles and process development reports or whatever they were called. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you schooled me, you know, to the point where, you know, I'm sitting there telling you how to make it and then you're actually telling me how to make it. And I was like... (laughs) Serious? I invented this, but okay. Um, You know, you're like, no, we got to focus and it's got to be at at a five degree temperature range. Like this is in this order of addition. How much time did you spend adding this and then mixing? And I was like, what the fuck? I I don't know. I just added it. Um, You taught me a lot, like, you know, I think what you're doing, like, it it actually further refines the scientific method and makes it more precise. So that's why, I mean, some days, I mean, it wasn't you mainly, but some days I, like, literally wanted to hate your team and kill you. I was like, how can I kill these people? <laughs> um, and no one noticed. And then I was like, wait, I'm a chemist, so I could easily do this. <laughs> but... um you know, I, I read your reports and, like, that's why I have the utmost respect for you and, like, engineers. I, I feel like, sadly, I feel like engineers, they they look at people like they're Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> and it's just not true. It's just, yes, they might be slightly socially awkward. But, <laughs> um, you know, you got you got to take science, you know. Science is chemists, it's biology, it's engineering. These people. I mean, you have to come together. i mm-hmm. I learned a lot from you, just even from reading and your colleagues like Rebecca. Um, I don't know how she's doing. I haven't spoken to her in a while, but she's good.
0: she's uh, um, I'm trying to remember if where she is working specifically, but she um, is a nurse. Oh. yeah
2: Yeah. that's a change
0: yes yeah but she had all that like motherly caring yeah you know um she cares about people which I give her lots of credit for because I care about some people but you know (laughs) not everybody like she does
1: (laughs) I try to care about everyone that's what I'll say
0: yeah so she's good oh but thank you for the very kind words even if you wanted to strangle me sometimes
1: (laughs) I mean there were other people but you know
0: um no but I I it's interesting to hear that from from your side because um I mean I started originally in the formulation side and then switched over to the like process side and I swear every day I still learn something new from doing that, right. which if I were to ever switch back into the formulation side, I feel like it's this whole other level that I can bring into that kind of a role because thinking end state, like I'm not going to necessarily be making this on, in a little beaker for the rest of the right. life cycle. This product, it needs to be made in a tank. That's totally different. So well, I think you have to value
1: Each person's experience, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, tanks, you know, capabilities of processing. I might know 5 billion formulas, but if I can't make Mm -hmm. it on the real scale, then what use am I? Mm. And I think, you know, what's sad is at least something I've experienced in brands and contract manufacturing is there's a, I don't want to say competition or hatred, but, you know, marketing and R&D don't get along. Mm-hmm. R&D views marketing as, I'm trying to think of a PC way of saying this. Um, I can't, so I apologize, but they look at them like they're dumbasses. And honestly, I mean, r and D's inventing the formula, but somehow marketing is getting all the money for it. Um, I can't tell you at least in the past year and a half of doing what I'm doing, how many times, or even in the past that I came up with my own marketing and then marketing took credit for it. So I see the animosity, but, um, like you and me, chemist engineer, we're a little more inclined and to be more friendly with each other, but there's still division. You know, mm-hmm. Regina, we were segregated. Like, you know, you were in your own area, I was mm-hmm. in my own area. Um, yes, we talked all the time. Sometimes we just would, you know, go down or have lunch or something. And, shit mm-hmm. and giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there wasn't ever, you know, a powwow. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, hate against, you know, American Indians. With saying Powell, but I, I think there needs to be some sort of congruence and combining all the teams together. And I think that's what makes a great leader at a company is being able to combine the engineers, combine the chemists, combine the flighty marketing people. Um
0: Real them in. Reel them in.
1: Real them in. You know, but make everyone happy and make everyone truly understand what each person's doing. Like, I would never, A, I would never want to do what you do. Um, and I have. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. We we worked at the same company and I had to do what you do. And you made me look like an idiot. Um, no. I mean, because you were so good at what you did. But, um, you know, that's not... You know, I was hired to be a chemist and then you moved me to engineering. Like, why yeah. would you do that? But it, it's just sad that a lot of companies, they have so much divisions. They have, you know, different teams. And the, the higher up people do not, I don't even know if they talk to each other. Because mm-hmm. They talk to their teams, but it's like, do you talk to each? other to get something through like you could probably get things done 10 times faster if you all work together but you know once again there's politics there's divisions there's I don't know and that's you know aside that's kind of why I decided to do my own thing because
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know if I needed help um with process engineering hey I mean I don't know if I could ask you for help, but I mean, maybe I could pay you on the side, whatever. Um, <laughs>
0: I'll edit this portion out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, you you all have to work together. That's the main point that I'm trying to make.
0: No, and I think it's a really good point because, uh, and you kind of brought a couple of things into it in terms of like, it has to... It also has to be the top down, right? So if your leadership isn't even communicating with each other and leading by that example, right? how do you expect your teams to understand that's the culture you want to instill in in the workplace?
1: I mean, Um, I had so many people I worked under who I loved. Uh, mm -hmm. Were they the most decisive? No. Were they the best at bringing people together. No. Um, I think I have a little bit of that flair. But I wouldn't have been able to do what I do or worked where I worked if I didn't work under these people because I saw their mistakes. But at least I can say the people who worked under me, like direct reports, they learned so much. There was a point where I was working for this brand up in San Francisco that I can't say, but, um, I think everyone in the industry knows that I had interns and I think I had three actually. And I was hmm. like, I think there was only two chemists. So does that make sense? Um, <laughs> no. Hello, management. Um, I told them one day, I was like, we're going to make a lip balm. And I was like, research it, look at the chemicals, here's access to, you know, all these chemical databases. Mm -hmm. You're going to come to me, you know, as a chemist and a formulator, you're going to come to me and give me suggestions and tell me what you think.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And... Some of them came up with some really cool things, you know, some of them, not so much, I'm not going to call names, but I sat there and taught them how to make a lip balm. Mm -hmm. Was that what we were supposed to be working on? No, no, it wasn't. I mean, I think it was like a face cleanser, Mm -hmm. but you have to teach people Mm -hmm. they're not going to learn. And, I mean, I think I even, I mean, I wasn't worried worried about micro, you know, microbiology or anything because it was anhydrous because it's a lip balm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it taught them something and it was something that they could take home and show to their mom or their dad or their friend or their boyfriend and be like, oh, I made this today. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the best lip balm in the world? Probably not. But... I think you have to teach and I don't know, I'm very big on mentorship. Um, but like I said, I learned a lot from you over the years.
2: Oh,
0: I've learned things from you as well. I was always yeah. like, oh my gosh, I wonder what he's making in lab today.
1: You mean I like the time where was sparkly. I was making like <hope it's> sparkly. <laughs> eight, eight products in the lab at the same time? Or do you mean the time when, I think there was the time where Jeffrey Lewis started a fire in the Neutrogena lab (laughs) and no one had done that ever. (laughs) And then it turns out I only ruined a beaker and I was like, Oh, such a (laughs) life. I was like, I'll pay you $5 for that 50 ml beaker. But I remember You were there, there were tons of people there and everyone was like, oh, I started a fire. I was like, I turned, I pulled the plug. Like at least I did that. Um, That was embarrassing. The fact that they kept me after that was pretty cool. But I mean, I think you know me, I'm experimental. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why people come to me is that I think outside of the box, is that the best? method? No, not all the time. But, um, you know, i like having people like you who are very structured, um, guide me a certain way. But yeah, that was an embarrassing time.
0: No, No, but I think I think you are also raising another good point, kind of along the lines of, you know, okay, let's work together, people. Let's appreciate what everybody brings to the table. Like, so, you're very creative um, and the role that I am normally in to your like what you're saying is a little more needs a little more structure right um just inherently for things to be successful when you start getting into that <laughs> really big scale you gotta get some control where like what you do on the lab bench sometimes you can play a little more, and that's the fun part, right. The exploration and experiment, like you said, but I love that your interns co-ops—I forget what you called them—but we're making Intern, lip balm. Yeah. Even if that's, even if you were working technically on a cleanser, you're still teaching them not only specific items for a lip balm, but like the process to go through.
1: I mean, it was their last two days of company, so I feel <laughs> like I feel like I had some say on um,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: But once again, product development was in, like, in a crazy mode and wanted an oil cleanser. Then they wanted a scrub. Then they wanted a gel cleanser. Um, then they wanted it to have acid, you know.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's marketing, you know. Obviously, I have a little disdain towards marketing, but, um... I mean, they do make the world go around and they sell commercials and they sell products. So I'm not going to, you know, diss them too much. Um, But yeah, you you have to teach people things. Mm -hmm. You have to, I mean, you know this. Like, I know when I was working under, I guess, under your team, there was like, burnt marks going on with a product that we were working on or I was working on under your boss and
2: mm-hmm.
1: I merely mentioned maybe maybe it was the powder sticking to the side that was burning because that would make sense. Um turns out it was mm-hmm. um you know I had no scientific explanation for my reasoning. It's just me working on products and my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone should really value people's experience and knowledge. And it's mm-hmm. sad because I don't, I think people are trying to move up in this world. They're trying to make a buck. I don't know. You have to go back to that wholesome, what, the Waltons? Does anyone even know what that is? But um, <laughs> I think it's the Waltons. Like, I don't know all of their names, but I'm um, pretty sure that's what it is. But you,
0: I'll find out. I'll Google a link for people. Pretty sure.
1: It. I'm pretty sure it's called the Waltons. Um, and and I think there's someone who was very negative negatively associated with the Waltons. So maybe I shouldn't bring that up on um, like John Boy or something. Um, oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's my point. There's so much competition. There's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you all have to come together. And that's the whole point of a business is you have to be happy and you have to love what you do and you have to put it in a good environment. Do I Mm -hmm. have, like, 50,000 employees like Neutrogena or above? Like, no. Like, I wish. Um, One day. One. Yeah, we'll cross fingers. We'll cross fingers. (laughs)
0: But I think, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of factors, and people need to know who they are, too. Like you were talking about earlier, do I want to be in the small, medium, or large company? There's different things to learn in those different environments. I need to know what it is I'm looking for um, and see where I fit and what fits me. And then mentorship is so important. It is. Um, and and like you said, you know, there's always opportunities to teach and to learn. Like people I'm
1: constantly yeah. learning every day. Yeah. Um, vendors teach me. I mean, I'm working with salespeople who are not in the lab and they're telling me things. They're like, Oh, this works or I heard this works and I'm like, Really? <laughs> Live. And then I try yeah. it and then it works. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I sit there and tell this salesperson that they weren't lying when I called them a lie. Um, you know, you have to, I mean, that's people. That's it's a, yeah. what is it? A social, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, pull a Freud or anything, but I'm I'm pretty sure there's some sociological view of people. I mean, that's why people are people. I mean, you're a group mm-hmm. of something. Um I just that's why I went independent is because I didn't see it going anywhere. I never found a company you know honestly post McKenna that really hounded in and focused on the individual or the group of people.
2: You know mm-hmm. there were a lot of
1: people for this I will not say the company but there were people attuned and tailored into some advanced management program just out of college. And they might have worked in different departments for six months, Um, Mm -hmm. but they were given really large projects. They weren't Albert Einstein, but I think they thought they were, Mm -hmm. Um, but no one liked them. No one, Like, no one tried to help them either. You know, there was a give or take where they thought, you know, they were high and nigh, but they didn't ask for help. But, you know, could they have succeeded if they did ask for help? You know, question mark. But, you know, there's people older than me or younger than me, excuse me, who are R&D managers. You know how they got there. I mean, did they sleep their way up? Possibly. Did they have connections? Nothing wrong with that. You just have to come together as a team, and at least that's what I learned from being like an R and D manager at a company. I don't know. I'm I'm very big on teamwork. I learned Mm -hmm. so much, like from you, Heather, and other people at Neutrogena and like aware. I mean, there were Russian ladies who I'm like their son. uh, I still call them to this day, but they, I mean, they were so frank and they're like, you had an awesome concept, but it's unstable. And I'm like, well, fuck, like I'm not perfect. You know, I get on the offensive, but you know, the, the company loves the product, whatever, you know, you know, can you make it stable?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My team that I worked with at Aware could, I mean, they mm-hmm. knew what I was trying to do, but that was teamwork.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. I'm very big on teamwork and it's so sad. That's the only downside of working by yourself is you're your own team and you don't well, really have, I mean, you don't really have much help, I'll be
2: honest.
0: Yeah, but that's also right now, you know, and down the road, um, things could certainly change. And then you're expanding your team and you're building it the way that based on your past experience, you see that there's a, a better way of building a team or, you know, finding the specific traits that resonate with you and that you know will help bring your plan like to reality i guess i'll say so if i
1: started a company and i need an engineer you want to work for me sure because <laughs> <laughs> no you know, I, would, I would be the best boss because you'd be like oh i want x amount of money and be like sure uh,
0: and i'd be like with a side of this hair color please thank
1: you <laughs> I know I am good at hair. So that's the other thing. Can I just bring this up? Mm. I worked for a lot of hair care brands and I don't mind that people view me as hair care guru. You know, I worked for Paul Mitchell. I worked for eSalon and made hair color. Um, mm. Since I'm not working for the, for them anymore, I don't think it matters, but I kind of lied and said I knew hair color and I did not. Um, And then I revamped their whole hair color line Um, (laughs) and I made it work faster and better. So uh, don't know who's working there anymore, but you're welcome. Um, It's There's so much with hair color just by itself in development that there's so many what ifs like Mm. chemistry. And I don't, think people focus on that because they i mean i worked with people who worked at Paul Mitchell and worked at Clairol mm-hmm. which i mean i i mean no offense to L'Oreal but i'm pretty sure Clairol was the first i mean i could be wrong correct me people mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure Clairol was the first with hair color mm. um, I learned so much from these people. Once again, the mentorship. Um, oh. But there were things I was doing, you know, I would challenge status quo. So I'm like, why don't we instead add this chemical instead of this chemical? And then, you know, my quote unquote advisors would be like, well, no one's done that. I'm like, Okay. And then it comes out with a certain result. Um, I made a pump foamer that you, you have a developer, you have a pump foamer, you mix them together and it makes the hair color. You put it on your hair. I did that at a show at eSalon and it had a, the foam stayed for like five minutes, which I mean, I can't even do an actual pump foamer that does that. So that was great. (laughs) you know like congrats to myself Um, but the color was about I think a hairstylist told me it was like a half shade off and I was like well that's not bad right and he's like no you know no he's like that's actually really amazing did they take it anywhere no did I write down my formula for them no I did not um didn't put it in the lab books, but mm-hmm. it, it, teamwork, innovation. Mm-hmm. Which people would focus on this? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it makes me mad because, as a STEM person, which I don't even know what STEM stands for, sadly, I thought it was like a female acronym. Um, Science, but I wasn't. Technology,
0: I, engineering, and math.
1: Thanks. <laughs> um, no problem literally thought it was something female oriented um i I just wish the science community would come together Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's so sad because we're underpaid we invent vaccines we on a rush we invent products Mm -hmm. we i mean we invent pencils I mean, no one thinks about it, but scientists invented pencils that you're using. Pens, the inks. I, I don't know. Not that I'm trying to start a revolution with, with scientists. Um, I would love to be a part of that. But, you know, I mean, science is based on science and it's based on knowledge and data and... It's just so sad that, I mean, we have people trying to run the economy who are throwing out these data points, and I'm like, "But do you, do you have data? Like, do you have data? I don't know
2: where does that come from."
1: You know, question mark. Um, I, I'm just, I wish this scientists would all get together and have like a union. I don't know. That's my main goal. That's
2: uh, this
1: is probably why I would never get hired anywhere, but that's fine. Um,
0: But it's kind of on theme with the intent of why we are talking right now in terms of building community. Like if you're going with the stereotype science nerd, right. And, or you, yes, (laughs) like, that maybe they're not as personable or as social um and are very heavy on the data analytical side of the brain versus the more artistic social side, I guess I'll say. Then yeah, true. maybe they'll listen and think about it. But that, maybe, maybe the revolution will begin.
1: Well I'm not asking for revolution. <laughs> I'm not Karl Marx. Okay.
0: (laughs) The science revolution.
1: That I'll take, I'll, I'll be the father of that, or I will actually be the mother. I like it. Um, Hoppy Heather.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for the, the good tips and the good suggestions and the good thoughts on. You know, how people can approach things and don't forget to be a team. When you are not running your own business, um, what do you do for fun or what's hobbies? Um, what do you, How do you otherwise occupy your time?
1: I mean, apart from like putting random chemicals on my skin or hair, um, I mean, maybe I'm going to look amazing when I'm 80. Um,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure both.
1: I probably <laughs> agree, but uh, I actually don't use much of my products. But I really like painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big into mythology, mm. um, and I like painting mythology. Um, I like so
0: a specific. I don't even know what the term is, but like source. Like I'm trying to think, like Greek or Roman or Norse. I,
1: or... I did do a Greek painting that's quite large for my ex-boyfriend who died. But like right now I'm kind of into Japanese mythology because that's what I'm focused on. I feel like you have to look at history. Um, You know, is mythology, I mean, I don't think I have the say to comment on mythology and culture and sociology. Like I'm I'm not that experienced, but, um, and I don't want to argue it, but Mm -hmm. there's so many cultures and there's so many different countries that have their own mythology
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that it's just, it's literally like opening up a book. Like it's, Kind of history, it's kind of fictional, Um, Mm -hmm. but it also tells a story of a certain group. I love mythology. I think there's
0: usually like a moral story on
1: it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to spend more time painting. Um, I wish someone would give me like a week off to just paint.
0: You should talk to your boss about it.
1: I'll talk, to, yes, I will talk to myself, uh, <laughs> as long as you don't answer yourself, I heard that's okay
0: uh, but now I just read something about in you know quarantine and if you live alone, like it's okay to talk to yourself, but so I interpreted that as you also answer yourself, but maybe not.
1: I mean, I know it sounds strange i mean i I'm not painting, I have. Plenty of ideas that I've written down to paint. I actually really love what I do. I know that sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but I test out different materials on myself. Um, I test out products that I make on myself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I could end up with cancer from a chemical. I mean, who knows? But I mean, I at least want to test it out on myself before I give it to someone else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I have like a little gray patch of hair on like my chinny chin chin, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> but I really like formulating and do what I do. Like my spare time, I mean, as much as I would want to paint, I actually really love formulating, but mm-hmm. for research.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it might not go to a client, it might maybe 10 years from now or something, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I really like formulating and testing things out and trying different things. I mean, some days I sit there and take like a vitamin C bath because I have like a kilo of vitamin C that's going to expire. I'm like, why not take a vitamin C <laughs> bath? Do <laughs> I recommend that? No. <laughs> Is that expensive? Yes. Um, is it going to have some benefits? I sure hope so. (laughs) Um, you know, um, I really love science. I, I I don't know. I'm such a nerd. I wish I wasn't such a nerd.
0: (laughs) No, but I think we need more nerds or we need to listen to more nerds. I'm not, I'm not sure.
1: I agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, um, you'll get to paint soon, um, and then take a picture because I would be very interested to see what the next.
1: I mean, you could come down and hang out with me. I mean, you are my friend, but I do have another bedroom and a bathroom. I mean, it right now it's for my cat, but I mean,
0: I mean, I I don't mind cat fur.
1: <laughs> I think he would give up the bathroom for you just by the way
0: that is very generous
1: Monty is very generous yes yeah
0: thank you Monty I appreciate it. I'm gonna come see you soon whenever the world is a little less crazy oh goodness well um let's see I think we covered most of the topics now did you go get a beverage to drink or did you were you unable to today?
1: I did have a beverage nice um I'm kind of in it. In an AA situation, Um, so I I don't know if I should say that I had a beverage, but I did. Um, I I had Red Stripe beer. Okay. Because I mean, we are beers and boobs, and I don't have boobs. Um, (laughs) I mean, kind of, maybe, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) At this point.
0: that's okay. You don't have to have them.
1: <laughs> I've seen them. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I don't know if I've seen them. <laughs> I did have red stripe because I like. I like Jamaican beer. I don't. I don't know.
0: Well, um, I unfortunately do not have any beer, and with the snow, I've not been anywhere. So <clears> I
1: just <throat>
2: have water. <throat> it's also.
1: That sounds like you eventually? really didn't follow through with our conversation then.
2: I know.
0: But part of it is outside of my control with the weather.
1: I know, I have some ants in New Jersey, so
0: it's 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 been a lot, but it did stop. Um so hopefully like tomorrow and Friday.
1: One of my favorite beers is actually Chamay. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's kind of bougie, but... um,
0: Hey, you like what you like. That's I mean, there's so many beers to choose from.
1: I do like Red Stripe. Um, I did have one Red Stripe this evening or during our conversation because I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Um, It
0: is. I'm sorry. I am very sorry. I did not have... A beer on hand. I need to correct that. I will correct that.
1: I got tons of fam in up in your area, so they will correct you immediately tomorrow. <laughs> Watch out.
0: <laughs> Some random person's like, what are you doing? Here's a beer. <laughs> no, yeah.
1: I mean, I got like cops up in there too, so.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, it's been a little while. I had, um, so I was signed up for Jessica's wine um classes oh, yeah. over
1: the sommelier the- sommelier.
0: yeah yeah so I was doing that which was fun um so I don't the last time I bought beer I think was when I was doing uh November stuff. So it's been quite a while since uh-huh. I purchased beer. So I need to get on that. See what's new. Why did
1: you I mean, I don't really know this, but why did you get so involved in Movember? I mean, I know it was your dad had prostate cancer, correct?
0: Yes, correct. So it, I don't, it's been like nine years or something ago now that I stumbled across it and I don't even, I cannot even remember where I first heard about Movember. Like, I'm assuming social media, but it's foggy. So, i thought it sounded cool like i was like this is like a good cause and i love the idea um so thank you to their marketing because i love it but so i started just doing it trying to help raise funds and then um a team formed at work so i joined the team at work and after having done it a couple years is when my dad was diagnosed so then it became like personal I'll say with um, my dad and he caught it so he caught it so early he was under like active monitoring for a year before there were even enough cells to do specialized treatment so yeah I don't remember the actual first place I saw it but it was quirky it was for a good thing so it drew me in.
1: I mean, you definitely have a presence, so I appreciate it.
0: It's fun. I enjoy it. It is. I,
1: well, I don't know if prostate cancer is fun per se. But, no, I mean, most. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, no, I guess it is not. <laughs> probably not.
1: I appreciate what you do, though. You you don't Thank have you. to do what you do, but you you do it in a. You're so carefree and so happy. I just love you. Not all the time. Oh, my (laughs) God. If you want to adopt a child together, let's do it. Um,
0: Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) Think about how intelligent that child would be. I mean, granted, they're not coming from you or me, but...
0: (laughs) But environment. Yeah, environment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we would challenge environment yeah um yeah you're so i love you you're so intelligent
2: no i, I,
1: I wish oh, i wish i could find a gay man as intelligent as
2: you
1: no. <laughs> i don't even care top bottom whatever no. <laughs> just, just even kiss me bitch i don't care come on. <laughs> Oh that goodness. should be probably edited out actually no who cares
0: no it's real no. this is real life people oh my goodness you're too funny and i love it you hype me up I, well I,
1: uh, apparently i hype a lot of people up so it's fine
0: that's good as long as people are hyping up your awesomeness as well
1: i mean i'm not like instigating an insurrection so what
0: well, that's i think that's a great thing <laughs>
1: But if it needs to happen, I will do it.
0: A science, a science,
1: a science. Situation. Yeah, <laughs> a science insurrection.
0: Well, thank you so much again for joining me and chatting and sharing your life and all of your excellent advice and experience. And I'm super excited you've hired somebody, and hopefully, you'll come back. Maybe down the road a little ways when there is even more to report out, so people can hear the progress from your entrepreneurship.
1: Is that the word? Well, they can always look at LabCat, but I'm not, or the LabCat, but I'm I'm not the best at updating things. I mean, I try, yeah. um, but
0: well, I mean, I rather you have somebody, that I would help?
1: rather focus on work versus updating my instagram
0: fair enough
1: i appreciate you taking the time to interview me and i find it to be kind of an honor that you chose to talk to me of course
0: because you always have great insight and perspective
1: you make it sound so sweet so thank you
0: (laughs) Uh, not only that you're fun
1: I like fun people. <laughs> I do. I do try to be fun. I'm kind of a bitch, but I, I try to be fun. Yes, um,
0: but so am I. So I think that's why we
1: get along. You're kind of nicer than me, though. Uh,
0: I guess, you know what, though? I don't, I don't think I've seen you. Ever Everyone ever I've spoken
1: to that we have joint friends say you're, like, the sweetest angel compared to me. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Interesting. So, I'm going to try to stay on your good side, is what I'm learning right now. That doesn't matter.
1: That doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. And um, hopefully, we will talk
1: again soon. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: Hey, nerds. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. What another amazing person with great ideas and insights. If you want to keep in touch, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, via the handle Brains Boobs Beer. I've also started a Discord server, so if that is your preferred method of communication, look for that also as Brains Boobs Beer Server. And then periodically, I do post blogs on the website. You can also link to episodes and send us a note there if you want to connect with anyone or perhaps if you want to be on an episode and that website is www.brainsboobsbeer.com. Cheers!